So we're going to talk about every team in their quarterback situation for, for next year. So we've seen a lot of teams with backup quarterbacks coming in and doing really well. And we're going to talk about the no-brainers, the questionables, and the ones that are definitely going to have new quarterbacks next year. So I'll start out with the no-brainers slide. Um, the Rams here we have on this list, they had Jared Goff. They obviously paid him, made him like the highest-paid quarterback, even though he's not having a great season. I don't think there's any way that they don't start Goff next year, so he's a no-brainer. Jimmy G, another big contract player who's – playing better than Goff is, so he's going to be on their team next year starting. Aaron Rodgers, need I say more. <laughs> Lamar <laughs> Jackson for the Ravens. He's an MVP candidate right now on a rookie deal. Of course, he's going to be there. Russell Wilson, same boat as Aaron Rodgers. Josh Allen, I mean, he's not been lighting the world on fire, but he's doing enough to win, and they really don't have a proven backup or anyone to compete with him. So I think that's pretty safe. He's also the future, you know, his high draft pick on him. Same with Sam Darnold here in this case. He's supposed to be the future. Hasn't been playing great, but they just don't have any. They're not going to take another quarterback, in my opinion, this year. Well, well famous words from the Jets right before the trade deadline. We will trade anyone on our team except for Sam Darnold, and it was, like, one of their other, like, really good players. Quinn, I can't remember. Quinn and Williams. Was, yeah, yeah, the first yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. It was Sam. We will trade anyone except Sam Darnold and Quinn and Williams. So they are committed to Sam Darnold. Baker Mayfield, he falls in that same draft class from two years ago. He had a great rookie season regressing this year, but, I mean, there's nobody else for Cleveland right now to take that spot. Matt Ryan, he's been a longtime veteran of the Falcons. It's just it'd just be weird for the Falcons to move on from him. He's having an okay season, so they're going to keep. Wait, with him. He, he's having a good season. The Falcons are not having a good season. I, it's like the, well, I, no, if you if you look at his stats, I mean, he's like he, he's still got a QBR of over a hundred. I mean, it's it's just the rest of the team is letting him down, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I still think I'm putting some blame on him for their problems. Uh, oh, I'm, not, I'm certainly not alleviating the blame yeah. on him, but that's what certainly... I'm saying. Hey, he was a future or he was a past MVP. Like when you were right. an MVP, you're held to a higher standard. So that's why I'm saying he's having an okay season. Mm-hmm. And then we've got the Texans, obviously Deshaun Watson, no brainer there. And then Stafford falls in that kind of Matt Ryan category. I think longtime veteran. And there's just, I mean, with Driscoll, as their quarterback, he hasn't, you know, done anything to to say it's Driscoll's team now. Stafford, I think, is is still going to be their guy for sure. Yeah, well, lost to the Redskins today. Yeah. <laughs> when Roethlisberger comes back from injury, he's still going to. I'll like. I'll just like Connor talk about the Steelers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if the, I've said this many times, if this season has proven anything, it's how much we need Roethlisberger. I mean, Mason Rudolph got benched today in favor of Devlin Hodges because, I mean. Man, I wish we would have kept Josh Dobbs, but nope, they were so committed to Mason Rudolph. So it's likely the Steelers are going to be looking for, unless Devlin Hodges like lights the world on fire, they're probably going to be looking for another quarterback in some of the upcoming drafts. But for the time being, Roethlisberger, I mean, he just signed an extension too. So Roethlisberger it's, will that, be the guy coming back. <laughs> that trade is a lose-lose-lose, in my opinion, because... The Steelers don't get Dobbs when they could have used him. He's now the Jags' third quarterback. 
And now for Dobbs, he's not going to get to play. So it's like all around, it's a lose losing situation yeah. with that trade. Unfortunate. I'm a fan of Dobbs, so I I would have liked to see him playing. I'm a I fan. Liked him. I liked him too. <laughs> yeah, we're all fans of Dobbs here. And then oh, yeah. the Colts. Yeah, <laughs> the Colts are an interesting one because starting the season off, you really didn't know what was going to happen with uh, Brissett, as I like to call him, brisket. But um, <laughs> he's, he's actually played okay. I mean, Frank Reich showing a lot of trust in him. I don't think the Colts are going to change, move on from him. So I, I fully expect him to be their guy. He's been playing well. Kyler, he's having a great season as a rookie. So I don't think Arizona is going to take a quarterback for the third straight season in the first half. Yeah. So Kyler's their guy. He's the future. And he's actually led them to a couple of wins this year. Mahomes and the Chiefs, MVP last year, obviously cover Madden. He's still going to be the guy in KC. And then Carson Wentz, he really should be, I think, kind of, you know, on the bubble. But there's no Nick Foles in Philly, and they gave him all that money. There's no way they're moving on from him next year. That wraps up the no-brainers. In my opinion, this list is smaller than it has been in years past. That's my general takeaway is normally this list has a couple more teams with the air of the backup quarterbacks this season. This list is shrinking a little bit. So we'll move on now. to Well, the- well yeah. and one last comment about, you know, you talk about the list shrinking. One thing else about this list is that there's a couple teams that you would expect to be on this list that are not on it this year. You know, there's a couple teams that have for the past, you know, for a long time have been on this list, but are now starting to move into some other categories. So which you'll, you'll see a big one on the next slide. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, too, like, if, if I'm either the... I know some of these teams that we had, like, on that previous slide there are definitely... I'm sure that I they would still... That they will be no-brainers. But if I was, like, the Jets for sure, and then maybe even the Lions or Falcons as well, looking at this list, or... I mean, the Rams really can't because of Goss contract, but those are teams too. I mean, really, they don't have like the greatest situations. Like, yeah, they're probably no brainer that they're going to keep their quarterback, but I highly doubt that really like any of them are truly. They're not with those four. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I think Ryan is safe. I don't think Stafford. I agree with about Stafford, but I think Ryan is safe. Yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah, I guess. That one not as much, but I mean, if you're the Rams going forward, I mean, I don't, I don't see how they could be like happy with Jared Goff right now. Like, you know, oh, yeah. Matthew Stafford's had plenty of time. Like, and I, I just personally don't know. I just don't see what the Jets see in Sam Darnold. I have not been impressed. I wasn't impressed with him in college, honestly. Like, I, I was hoping like the Titans or somebody would draft him. Yeah, like, please let it. <laughs> please let it or the Colt, you know, like, let an AFC South rival get him, like, please, but it didn't happen, but I just, I wasn't a fan of him at USC when I watched a couple of his bigger games, I just, and then he hasn't really done that much as a pro either, I just don't, I I have not been impressed with him personally, like, I, I mean, after the Jets' comments they made at the trade deadline and stuff, like, I'm sure he will be their quarterback next year, but if I'm the Jets, I would be I'd be looking to move on instead, but they're probably going to be stubborn and not do that. So, but I'm okay. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, not complaining. 
Yeah, I'm not going to complain. I'm just saying if I was their GM, that's what I would be doing. But I'm not their GM, so I guess they can keep them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to move on to the questionable team. I see you got the old Panthers logo on there. That's pretty – haven't seen that in a while. Uh, but, yeah, so we're – with the Minnesota Vikings, we're going to start with, with Kirk Cousins. I mean, you know, we – made fun of him earlier this season on the podcast where we showed that clip of him at his uh, gender reveal, and he almost missed the target when he was throwing the the egg or whatever. So I'll be interested to see what the Vikings do with him because he does still have that contract. But, I mean, do you think, like, you know, would they try and get someone in free agency or maybe, like, draft somebody? Out of all the teams on this list here, I think – I think Kirk Cousins, especially the way he's been playing recently, I think he's safer to be the quarterback next year. I, they don't have a backup that's going to compete with him right now. So, And with the contract and stuff, I would still say he's he's safer to start. I just it's It would, it would kind of surprise me if he wasn't, but mm-hmm. I don't know about Eric. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Kirk Cousins is safe. I mean... He's had some bad moments this year, but lately he's been playing better. So just barring like a late season collapse, I while it is slightly questionable, I'd say he's more safe than anything. Yeah. So then we have the Saints. So the big question with the Saints is really Drew Brees' age, because as long as Drew Brees is around, I think he's going to be the starter. It would be hard to argue him being unless he were to just completely regress I mean he had a big game against the Panthers today so but at least for the Saints you know they have that security now where if Drew Brees you know with how old he is if they wanted to if he were to retire or if they wanted to trade him or maybe something like that they have Teddy Bridgewater as their backup who played really well I mean they went he didn't lose a game when he was playing so think this that's the big question mark for the saints is the dynamic between drew Brees retiring or if they want to use him as collateral since they have that backup quarterback that they know is good and can be the starter oh did you go did you want to say something i'll let eric start this one yeah i mean i'm i'm pretty much in agreement with connor's although my only thing is about bridgewater is is he like on contract for like beyond this season though um Uh, I'm not sure because because if he and if he's not and then he ends up walking, then that definitely makes it a trickier situation. But but like like but the main point, the main takeaway is though is as long as Drew Brees decides he doesn't want to retire, he will still be the quarterback. Like they would definitely never mm-hmm. trade him after everything he's done for them. You know, try to like you know leverage draft picks or anything. Like they're gonna let him play there until he wants to retire so like because even you know most teams like when like teddy bridgewater came in and filled in when breeze was injured and teddy bridgewater is on a one-year contract yes okay yeah so he might ought to go try to start somewhere else next year but so they may not have that insurance but as long as drew Brees, normally though what i was going to say was uh before i got distracted there was like i said if drew Brees wants to come back obviously they're gonna let him so i i don't I don't see that situation changing, but when Bridgewater came in and didn't lose a single game, most teams there would be like, Oh, like should the backup stay in, you know, but with the saints, they were like, no, Drew Brees is the guy. So 
unless he retires, he will still be the quarterback. But I would, again, kind of like Kirk Cousins, I would just put this one as like slightly questionable. I'm going to disagree with you on this one, Eric. I, I think that they're going to want to sign Bridgewater back. Like after what well, yeah. he's done, like well, they're, they will, but that's if, priority if, one, I think. Well, yeah, I'm not, but I mean, they're not going to be doing that for him to be the starter though. Like, and honestly, if, if I'm Teddy Bridgewater, I would be looking to try to go somewhere where I could start instead of, you know, continuing to be a backup. Now, if he doesn't get like a starting offer, then he probably comes back as the backup. But okay, here I'll tell you what I think is going to happen. I, I think Breeze is going to retire. I, I think that the Saints are going to sign Bridgewater to a big deal, and I think Bridgewater is going to want to come back because they've had success together, Bridgewater and the Saints. He's had a lot of success with them, so I think that's a good pairing. And then. I just, I honestly, I don't think they're going to bring back Drew Brees because he's been playing good, but he's not been. I mean, you know, it's going to have, you know, he's going to fall off that cliff pretty soon. Like, I, I think they're going to, you know, obviously play this season out, but I mean, and if they obviously win the Super Bowl, I think obviously he's going to retire, try and go out like Peyton with with a Super Bowl win, win, but. I think Breeze retires, though. I don't see Breeze playing on another team. And he's a family man, too. Like, he's always, they always, whenever I watch a Saints game, they're always, like, showing clips of, like, his wife and his sons and stuff and him, like, coaching his son's football teams. Like, I think Breeze is going to retire, personally. That's my thought. So that's, I do think they're going to move on. All right. Interesting thoughts on the Saints. I think it's kind of cool that we have, like, this actually worked out to where you have the Viking Saints and now the New England Patriots kind of early because they're the mo- most like slightly questionable on this list. So, but the New England Patriots, I'm sure this is going to shock a lot of people. Everybody's going to be like, "What? Like the New England Patriots? How could you put them on this list? Like Tom Brady's the goat and blah 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 blah." Well, to be honest, Tom Brady has not had the season that you know everybody expects him to have. You know, he's not playing GOAT-level football anymore. I mean, the Patriots clearly this year have been carried by their defense. I mean, the defense is by far the number one team in the league. And, you know, yeah, he's had some good games, but those have come against the Dolphins and the Giants and the Jets, all teams that are horrible. Because if you look at the Patriots' schedule and how many points the offense has put up in games against good teams, they put up 20 points against the Ravens, They only put up 17 against the Eagles and they only put up 13 tonight against Dallas and 16 against Buffalo, all, you know, 20 or less points for an offense that is used to putting up 30 plus points a game. So do I think Brady is going to be the quarterback next year? Yes. But now that they've let Jimmy Garoppolo go, the Patriots are going to have to start going back into looking for Tom Brady's successor because you know, Tom Brady keeps saying he wants to play until he's like 40, until he's like 50. But realistically, kind of like Drew Brees, it's not going to be too long after this season until Brady falls off that cliff because he's already starting to show signs of it. I mean, last year was his highest interception total he's ever thrown since like 2004. So he is definitely starting to show his age and show that he's getting ready to fall off that cliff. The rumors right now are that like, Obviously, he wants to keep playing, but he's, he wants to leave. Like, that's what all the people are saying. 
Schefter has said that and stuff. So it's interesting. It's just, it would just be so weird seeing him to play for a different team. And just to quickly say the teams that he's rumored to be going to, the Chargers are the big are the most likely team, I think, that he would be rumored to go to. It would be interesting. It would really be interesting to see him go to a different team because he what they're saying is he wants to win a Super Bowl without Belichick. So prove that it's not just Belichick yeah, for the reason for his yeah, success. So so I don't know. And but the thing is, is like him and Kraft have such like a good relationship. You know, Belichick wanted Brady gone a couple of years ago, but Kraft was the one who like if it wasn't for Kraft they would not have uh, traded Garoppolo and Brady would have been gone the next season. So it's interesting to see what Kraft is going to, if he's going to like make Brady stay, but it's, this is definitely a questionable situation for sure. That's, that's interesting because I had not heard about those rumors. I guess, I don't know how I hadn't, but yeah, I've heard that. I've heard them too. So they're not just, Zach coming up with stuff. I wouldn't accuse Zach of just like yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, coming I, I on know. here and making but it I'm up. Just but I'm just saying, you know, but like, I've, I've, seen, I've seen him too. It's not just like some website Zach was scrolling through yeah. and said that. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that is a truly interesting scenario there for sure. Like I would have just thought it would have been more of a questionable situation because like maybe if they win another Super Bowl, then he opts to you know, retire like how Peyton did when he won his last Super Bowl instead of, I know he said he wants to play till 45 or whatever, but you know, as Connor said, he's definitely regressed some this year. And, you know, so maybe if they win the Super Bowl, then he just opts to retire. That's kind of more so what I would have thought, but that is an interesting development there. It looks going to be neat to see how that plays out. Cause that would be really weird watching him play for like the chargers or, you know, somebody else that that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. All right. So moving on to the Chargers, we've touched on this. Uh, we actually touched on this in the last topics episode of the podcast with Philip Rivers and how he's heavily regressed this year. And so I know Eric and I debated this with differing opinions where I don't see them moving on from Philip Rivers just yet, but uh, there's certainly the possibility that they do, whether it be Tyrod Taylor who comes in and takes over the spot or if they you know, uh, if they get like a draft pick or maybe if Philip Rivers retires, who knows? I mean, the way he's looked this year, anything could happen with Philip Rivers. I'll start yeah. with this one. Uh, yeah, go ahead, man. I'll make it quick, though. I, I think what's going to happen is I think Rivers will stay as their starter next year, but they are going to draft the heir apparent, and I think it'll be his last year. And he might be replaced depending on bad play. He could be replaced in season next year. But I do think he'll start next season. Yeah, I mean, as we had kind of discussed about when Connor and I debated it, I mean, I am in agreement with with Zach here that I, I do think he probably will be the starter. I just I just don't necessarily think that's what they should do. Mm-hmm. I, I think they need to go ahead and move on. So if it was me, I would have this as more, as a heavily questionable, but I do think he probably will still be the starter. So I, I guess really it's more of a slightly questionable, but he's just been bad this year, man. He's, <laughs> he has not been good. <laughs> All right. So moving on to the Broncos, this is a very, this probably has the most quarterbacks involved in it out of any <laughs> of the scenarios on here. Right. So, so we have, 
Brandon Allen is the starter right now uh, because, but they drafted Drew Locke in the draft because apparently he's John Elway's next project or whatever, because, you know, <laughs> that worked out so well in the past. But we have Drew Locke and we have Joe Flacco on the team who, you know, he signed a, what was it, like a three-year deal? with the Broncos and that contract. So he's definitely still going to be under contract. So the question is, is he going to start? I think, in my opinion, I because Brandon Allen's certainly not inspiring any confidence in them right now. I mean, they did manage to beat... Uh, who was it that they beat? The one that made that made Eric really mad. They beat the Browns, the right? Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, right. So they beat <laughs> Cleveland. Which completely screwed don't, Eric over. Don't think I'm not so triggered about that Browns organization. <laughs> it cost me twenty five grand, even though I lost the next week. It's still your fault. Yeah. So I mean he's certainly not inspiring much confidence. I mean, he had an okay game against the Vikings, but he played completely terrible today against the Bills. I mean, eighty two yards and an interception. I know the Bills have a good defense, but that's unacceptable quarterback play, so I my guess would be that Flacco probably starts the year, but I would not be shocked at all if at least if the Broncos get off to another bad start, if you know they especially if they at least try Drew Locke out because they didn't get the chance to this year because he got injured also. So and since he's supposed to be John Elway's next big thing, I would not be shocked at all if you know a few weeks into the season if the Broncos are like zero and four you know, one in five, that Drew Locke becomes the starter. I think actually Drew Locke will be the starter next year just because from what we saw from Flacco, I mean, how can you not be better than that? And Locke, I think, is going to start the final couple weeks for him. So I think that's the plan. Locke's the future. Flacco was absolutely awful this year. So I think Locke's going to start. Oh, but Joe Flacco was supposed to be elite. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> unless uh unless when drew Locke comes in the last couple of games of the season unless he just completely stinks it up then i don't even think I that do. unless he's healthy that's the only thing keeping him not from starting his health i think it doesn't even matter how bad he plays you honestly so? I, yeah, I yeah. Mean, i don't know i mean is i was gonna say my team? argument would, my argument would be is if he just completely stinks it up then they think well maybe we should give him a little more time but this is probably the most uninspiring quarterback situation though right now out of a lot of these teams like th- this is a bad situation right now for the Broncos there's so many of them they're not <laughs> <Yeah>. good <laughs> we don't know what will be but I don't think Washington is great so I don't know we'll see yeah I mean Elway's the only good decision Elway ever made was bringing Peyton Manning to the team and that was it that's um, hard <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. In a big, big, hard decision there. Yeah. Um, so then moving on to Chicago, this is another interesting, interesting one where they don't have any clear, you know, person to take over the role. I mean, unless they want to keep relying on Chase Daniel, which I'm not sure not they want to. No, yeah, no. yeah, which I don't think they're going to do. So, but I do think the Chicago Bears are ready to move on from Mitch Trubisky because. I mean, you've got this fantastic defense on your team and an offense that just can't do anything whatsoever. So this is going to be a team that is going to have new, even though they're on our questionable because it might not happen because the Bears are still respectable at five and six right now. The, I think the Bears are definitely ready to move on from Mitch Trubisky. Not sure who would take the spot, but 
I mean, whether they draft somebody or if they try and trade for somebody or pick up someone in free agency, but I don't think Mitch Trubisky is going to be the starter next year. Yeah, they, yeah. they need to make sure they don't make the same mistake that like the Jaguars made with Blake Bortles. It's like, you know, it's like it's obvious. Like this guy is like not <laughs> he's not good. He makes terrible reads. He's similar to Blake. I mean, he's so similar to Blake Bortles watching him play because he'll make the like behind the shoulder you know fade throw or like off shoulder throws or he'll hit the like 40 yard bomb or something like that but his problem is he just can't read defenses at all and like Blake Bortles was the same way like Blake Bortles could chuck it like 60 yards down the field but you trust him to make a read like he can't do it you know what I mean it's like it's just they need to make they need to move on from him and not make that same mistake that the Jaguars made when they extended Bortles. Like, and I think there's, I guess Connor said, I think they're showing the signs of being ready to move on from him. And they absolutely should. He, he, they needed to submit, you know, that even though they spent the number two overall pick on him, that it just, it, it was a mistake and move on. They need, they need to sell. Yeah. I would like to see a fresh, Fresh scenery for Cam Newton in Chicago. That's what I would like to see. I think he. They've talked about Chicago as a rumored destination for Cam. So that's I think something to keep an eye on because they were saying that about Foles and Jacksonville really early into the offseason and it ended up being true. So we'll see if that you know Newton becomes like the big quarterback free agent or trade piece or something. I think the Bears are the team that's going to make the move for him. All right. So then moving on to the Giants. So, in my mind, there is no question that Eli Manning is going to retire after this season. I don't see any reason for him coming back. I mean, every time that they've, you know, the Giants have put in a different quarterback and they've sucked and they went back to Manning, Manning still proved that he sucked too. So, I I don't, Eli Manning should be retiring after this season. So, which means that Daniel Jones is in all likelihood, he's still going to be the starter next year, despite the Giants' struggles. I mean, they drafted him with the sixth pick, so he's supposed to be the future. But it will be interesting to see if the Giants are maybe in the mix for someone like Cam Newton or Andy Dalton, possibly, uh, like wanting a veteran quarterback to at least be there to mentor. Or if they go after Cam Newton, then, you know, have Daniel Jones sit behind him for a little bit longer and develop more. Uh, I'm not sure what direction they're going to go because I don't think they're going to draft anybody again. They're probably going to look for other positions, but who they go after in free agency will be interesting to look at as to what Daniel Jones's role will be next year. Yeah, you uh, you said Dalton. They could. I mean, there's there could be a couple other backups like Jameis Winston. You know, some other type of people. <laughs> I think Jones will be the starter next year. I think it's hard once you've already become a starter like Jones has to not to go back to the bench. I think that's just kind of weird, a weird dynamic to have. So I think that they're going to, I don't think they're going to go all in for cam. That was my crazy off season prediction. when I was talking about that stuff where cam was going to play, but yeah, I, I think they will get some veteran backup, but he Jones will, I think will be the end question starter, but I don't think, I don't think Jones is that good. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just going to echo what Zach said. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be Daniel Jones, but 
uh, this is just another quarterback situation though where I don't like it. I, I didn't like when they drafted him. I I thought that decision made no sense. Like honestly, when they drafted yeah, Gi- him, Giants like, fans agree with you. When when they drafted him, I was like, who? Like I mean, I I honestly didn't even know who he was. Like I, <laughs> I mean, I don't. I'm like, you know, I'm not like Zach and Connor. I don't watch it. You know, a ton of college football, so. I, I honestly didn't even know who he was, and I never even, watched college. Even, I knew about him from the draft, but I never saw a game in college. Yeah, I mean, I, I hardly even, ever watched. Duke even though, football. even though I don't know who a lot of these college players <laughs> are, like going into the draft, usually I at least do some research, like when it's getting close to, especially like when it comes to like players that are going to be like near where the Jaguars are picking, and the Jaguars pick right after the Giants. So when I still had not heard of him, I was like, who is this guy? Like, it's funny. <laughs> NFL memes released a thing like Daniel Jones looked like somebody you would cast to play Eli Manning in a movie, like about his <laughs> career or something. I don't know. He, he had some, he did have some good performances like early on when he first took over, but I don't know, man. Like I'm well, sure I would, I would only list this as slightly. I mean, I guess it's, more guaranteed since Eli Manning was the starter going into the season, but since Daniel Jones has been the starter the majority of the time, I would only consider him not being the starter slightly questionable, but he's another one like Sam Darnold, though, where I'm like, man, I just haven't seen anything that's, like, impressed me, you know what I mean? But he is only in his first year, so the Giants are going to be kind of stuck at this point. Well, and I read just one last thing on the Giants is that I've seen some articles saying that actually – this, the way that Daniel Jones plays, like his style of play, is actually really bad for Saquon Barkley. And they're saying, like, that's they think that's the reason why Saquon hasn't been having a good year this year. Is that I guess Eli Manning's style of play was more like really well suited for Saquon, and Daniel Jones is just like the opposite. So it's not working out well for him. But then the Cowboys, so this is an interesting dynamic in the sense that obviously. The organization, the fans, everybody wants Dak Prescott back as the quarterback. But the question is going to be, do the Cowboys have the money to give Dak Prescott what he wants? Because he's going to be, I mean, he's having another decent season and Dak Prescott's going to be coming after them again saying like, hey, you know, I want that $35 million contract or whatever. But it's like they just don't have the money for that because they have to pay. They already paid Ezekiel Elliott that contract. But then... You know, they also need to try and pay Amari Cooper if they want that. So are they going to try and negotiate down a little bit further? In the end, I think they'll side. They'll obviously side with Dak over Amari Cooper because you want a quarterback. Quarterbacks are far more important than one star wide receiver. So but it's going to be interesting to watch the, you know, the contract talks and how they develop and where the Cowboys go if Dak Prescott doesn't get his deal. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. I'm not sure, but it's very uh-huh. interesting. I Dak's going to get now at this point, whatever he wants. I mean, like, because you got to think too, like Jerry, if they don't resign Dak, Jerry Jones is not going to want to have to live through another rebuild or whatever. Like as old as he is, like he wants to win now. Like, I don't think the Cowboys are doing anything this year. But if he wants to come back at next year with another shot to get a Super Bowl, like they need to do it now, and it's going to have to be Dak. So they're going to have to pay Dak whatever Dak wants, I think. And I do think it will end up happening. They will get an agreement. 
but it's going to be an insane amount of money because Dak is having a great year. So. Yeah, I mean, my guess to like explain the you know thing that like Connor was mentioning, like how are they going to afford it? I mean, my guess is what's going to happen. They've got some other like you know high salaried people, and my guess is they're going to move on from some of them. What like Sean Lee is going to be like my biggest bet that will probably be gone. Maybe uh, like I'm trying to think of who else they have. I don't. They're not well, some in, of those linemen are going to have to go. Or at least yeah, one of them. I mean, yeah, I mean, at least probably one. I don't know which one they would. I don't know if they would necessarily have Crawford, to just maybe. get. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, like a D lineman or something. I mean, they're going to have to get rid of a couple of the like higher paid veteran players. And then that'll free up the room for them to be able to pay Dak. Like they're, they're not going to let him go. I mean, they're even the see, this is kind of like back to like, you know, points that were talked about when we talked about the problem with the, you know, NFL QBs being overpaid. Like, the longer you wait, the more you have to pay them. I believe it was Zach that mentioned that. And they're going to have to fork out way too much money. If they play well. I'll say that as a caveat. Like, if they just absolutely stink it up, then you win. But if they play well or as what they were playing, yeah, you got to pay more. Yeah, and Dak is, you know, he's had a couple of bad games. I mean, today wasn't very good, but I can't fully fault him for that because the weather conditions were really horrid in that game. But at the same time, he's had way more good games than bad games. And so that's only hurting the Cowboys with their leverage for him. It's helping Dak, but it's hurting the you know Cowboys management. But they're going to ultimately do whatever they have to do to get him to stick around. They're, they're not going to let him go. I would be completely shocked. So that, so now we're going to move on to the last two teams in the question. Well, these are the two teams that are the most likely to have new quarterbacks next year. In my, in our opinion, I would assume all of us would agree. Uh, first with the Titans, you know, Marcus Mariota was the guy at the start of the year. He was playing kind of, you know, semi good questionably. The Titans were kind of off and on, but ever since Ryan Tannehill has come in and taken over the quarterback spot, he's played really well. I didn't see this coming when the, I thought, you know, the Titans were going to have an issue, like not only in the fact that both Mariota and Tannehill are men of glass, but the fact that, you know, both of them were also just kind of average mediocre quarterbacks. But I mean, yeah, other than, you know, a semi poor showing against Carolina, Ryan Tannehill has really come in and turned this team around this season. So I don't see any reason why Ryan Tannehill's not the starter next year. I mean, maybe once again, like if something before the end of the season, if Tannehill gets hurt again, because, you know, he's been injured a million times. If Mariota comes back in and plays better, that's why I think this is only still slightly in the questionable category, but I'm not sure what you guys think about this. I'll go real quickly. Tannehill's been playing well, but don't let that fool you. He's not a great quarterback. Titans will finish eight and eight, and they're going to want to draft somebody. (laughs) (laughs) That that eight and eight Titans. Yeah. So, well, actually, usually they're nine and seven. They might get nine and seven again for the fourth straight year, but we'll see. So that's going to be what's going to happen, and they're going to draft a quarterback, but they'll probably not start him initially. They'll probably keep, keep Tannehill on their team. I think Mariota will be gone. Tannehill will be the 
the placeholder, but he's not going to be the future. They'll draft someone. Yeah, I mean, going going into the season, my guess would have been that both of them would have been gone, but Tannehill has played fairly well. I wouldn't. I think people might be blowing it up a little bit. He's had a lot of great rushing performances from the running backs and stuff and good performances from the defense that have kind of carried some of those wins. But at the same time, he's, you know, the Titans have had good results since he came in as the starter. But I mean, but it's definitely going to be a change from the start of the season because Mariota is going to be gone. I mean, he's had chance after chance and just completely underperformed. So the Titans will definitely have a change, whether it's keeping Ryan Tannehill as a starter or drafting somebody, they're going to have a different scenario for sure. All right. So then the last team on the questionable will be the Carolina Panthers. Another topic that we talked about, Kyle Allen certainly helped his case by having a strong showing against the saints. I mean, honestly, what hurt the Panthers the most in that game this week was the kicker, Joey Sly missing three kicks. And, you know, when you lose a game by three, when you miss three kicks, that's not a good look, but it's the signs are looking less and less that can's going to stick around, even though in my mind, my opinion, I think they should keep cam around. Cause I'm not sure Kyle Allen is the answer, but especially after the way he's performed in some of his previous games, like against San Francisco and then the game last week against Atlanta. So, but the signs are pointing to cam Newton leaving. Obviously he's got a big contract that they would like to, you know, not have to repay him. So uh, we'll see how it goes for Carolina. And also, again, it's going to depend on if Kyle Allen, if he has another string of four performances, is it going to make the Panthers reevaluate their thinking? Yeah, if I had to put a number one, most likely, I'd say Kyle Allen, most likely day one starter next year. I mean, Cam, his health is just so unpredictable, you know, and Allen, when you look at Allen's body of work, it's starter level, I'd say. I mean, it's not great, but it's not bad. But he's still young, to, so he's got room to progress. I, I would say that's Kyle Allen's are most likely. We still don't know what Will Greer is going to be like, but yeah, Allen is most likely. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement with Connor that I do think that they may need to reevaluate and possibly keep cam but at the same time the signs are definitely pointing to him being gone but it's a tricky situation because in my opinion kyle allen just isn't that great but then you also have the cam newton health issues and then you don't even know what you have in will greer so this is a really tricky situation for the panthers like it's a situation i'm glad i'm not that i'm glad i'm not in so <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric, I'll let you take this slide away. <laughs> yeah, so finally we have just we have six teams left, and these are the teams that we feel like for sh- absolutely for sure are going to have new quarterback situations. We'll talk about Zach and Mines Jaguars. Obviously, we talked about them a lot earlier when I was ranting about them and stuff, but I would be surprised if, Nick Foles is a starting quarterback next year. I mean, I feel like most likely Gardner Minshew is going to take over. You've got a young guy who played pretty well while he was the starter, other than that Texans game. 
and he's on a six round rookie contract. You know, that's super cheap. You can try to build around that. So I, do you guys have any other takes on the Jags? Yeah. And I will say watching these last two games from what I thought Foles was going to, I thought Foles was going to be a lot better than what he's been. And I don't know if it's still the injury or not, but he's really been under throwing some balls that are, that either end up as interceptions or almost interceptions. And that's ironically what Minshew, his biggest knock was his arm strength, but he actually showed a decent arm in the games he played in. So yeah, Minshew, I think played well enough in the time he did play to be able to get at least, I think he's going to win this. I think it's going to be an open competition at the start of next season between him and Foles, but I think he's going to beat Foles. I do think Foles will stay on the team as a backup, but I just from the way that they've been playing right now, I don't see how Minshew doesn't beat Foles out. But Foles will still be starting this this year, I think. I don't think Minshew comes back. I think they're just going to ride Foles out and see what they got with him. And from the early results, it's not been good. So, Yeah, I'm in agreement with Zach that I think Foles will still be on the team next year, but I think that Minshew is going to beat him out for the job. I don't see... I mean, most of their success this season came with Gardner Minshew. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to argue against results. So, Minshew Mania is going to be running wild in Jacksonville again next season. Oh, yep. <laughs> 2020 Minshew Mania coming back. Like, get it, and it's so frustrating to, like, get a jersey for this team because, like, Minshew or Foles, like, you know, <laughs> you never know. And then, like, with Nagakwe, I want a Nagakwe jersey, but it's too risky to get it unless they re-sign him. Like, you know, <laughs> all the people is... thought the Ramsey jerseys got screwed over. Like, it's just so risky to buy Jags yeah, jerseys. Like, Jay- was like Jalen Ramsey's like the safest jersey you can possibly get. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, th- th- that's okay. I have one jersey that I st- I need to get a new one of these. That is a one hundred percent guarantee. I need a new Roethlisberger jersey. So. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> at, least, at least for the year. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see, man. So next is going to be the Washington Redskins. I mean, you want to talk about a terrible quarterback situation that they've had with Case Keenum and then like Haskins played a game and then Colt McCoy came in and then they went back to Haskins and it's still of Alex Smith. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I don't even know if he's going to be able to play again. I mean, well, yeah, but he's still under contract. He's, right? Yeah, he's still on the roster technically, but yeah, he's I on mean, the road to recovery. Yeah, but you want to talk about a mess of a situation there? I mean, I guess if I had to take a guess on what's going to happen, is they're probably going to go with Haskins next year for now. But I know Keenum was the starter originally at the beginning of the season, but. He has not been inspiring at all. So, you know, depending on how they feel going into the next season, I mean, they even may even try to bring somebody like another veteran or something in. I mean, I don't, I don't even know what they're going to do. I mean, this is probably the worst situation out of all of them because even though, like, you could argue maybe like the Dolphins or Bengals are worse, like they at least have a game plan that they're going to be drafting a quarterback. Whereas with Washington, it's like you just spent a first round pick on a guy. Like, are you going to do that again next year? Or do you spend even more money on pull a veteran? Up, pull in like, Arizona? Yeah. I mean, it's like they're in a horrible situation here. I'm going to disagree with a little bit. I Haskins, it's still 
too early to tell, I think. So I think Haskins is definitely going to be a starter next year, 100%. But as far as a bad, I mean, yeah, I guess with the Alex Smith contract and the Case Keenum there and everything, like they don't have any good guys yet. But Haskins is too, it's way too early to tell on how Haskins, he could end up being a great quarterback. We don't know. So I, I, I don't know about it being a terrible situation, <laughs> but. Uh, we just, we just don't know. That's the thing. Yeah. What? I don't know. He's had he's had like multiple. There's no multiple that team is so I mean, bad, dude. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean like, obviously, I, I know, I know there. I know that's like not a good situation to be in. But I mean, I don't know, man. I just it's way too early. He was like thrown into the lineup that one week. He didn't like like halfway through a game. I think it's just way too early to tell him Haskins this yeah. season. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think, I think, yeah, I think you, for Haskins' sake, I'm in agreement with Zach. I think you need to throw this season out because, I mean, the Redskins just don't have anybody. I mean, when you're trying to run an offense where you know you got an, a really an aging Adrian Peterson as your running back, and I mean, I don't even know who the Redskins have catching passes anymore. Like, because that rookie's been okay for him. Yeah, because like, or something. But yeah, because yeah. like because like Jordan Reed got hurt again, and like <laughs> he's gonna, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, he really he really does, man. Like, please, he's had like fourteen <laughs> concussions. It's like, bro, it's time. Like, you're gonna you're gonna have CTE problems. Like, yeah, like you you need to he needs to like seriously for his health. Like, he needs to he needs to hang up the cleats, man. It's yeah. time. Yeah, so I mean, listen, I think they just need to throw this season out. But like, I do agree that Haskins is one hundred percent going to be the starter next year. I mean, they're just going to have to. Washington needs to go out in the draft and in free agency and actually get some weapons for Dwayne Haskins to work with, and you know, maybe an offensive line too, because <laughs> that hasn't been the greatest in the world either. Yeah, 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 that's true. And then I, the Dolphins and the Bengals, I think we can just kind of tackle at the same time yeah. i mean it's, it's been obvious what both of them are doing the the Bengals are going to move on from andy dalton the they've dolphins, already benched him <laughs> yeah I mean, they, they've benched him i mean the the dolphins have been rotating uh fitzpatrick and rosen like i think they were hopeful <laughs> that maybe rosen could be the guy but obviously i mean it's a similar situation with haskins where like you know he doesn't have anybody good around him but Miami's been stocking up on all these draft picks for a reason. Like they're going to draft somebody. Cincinnati's going to draft somebody, and I, I don't think either. I don't think anybody's in a disagreement on this. No, uh, I will yeah, say, but, I will say, Cincinnati has been tanking beautifully, though. <laughs> I know all, all the Dolphins fans were upset that their team couldn't even tank properly. Well, they're, the they're, thought, the, the, <laughs> they didn't fully see. They didn't fully tank right in the sense though what Miami now Miami has of course won a couple games but Cincinnati made the mistake of not trading AJ Green and not trading Geno Atkins I mean to the Ravens yeah, yeah, to the, yeah. <laughs> in Madden franchise I have the Ravens and I stole Geno Atkins and AJ Green from the Bengals and trades and they led me to a Super Bowl but obviously that's Madden that's completely different but <laughs> you know, the Bengals are going to need at least a two or three year rebuild. And obviously, A.J. Green and Geno Atkins aren't probably going to want to, you know, 
deal with that long of a rebuild. And by the time they're at the end of the rebuild, they're not going to be contributing factors anymore. Like they could have probably gotten some draft capital for them, which they didn't. Whereas Miami was smart and any even like slightly, you know, tradable asset they had, they, you know, they, they got rid of them and they have Miami at least has a stockpile of draft picks. Like they, they're not going to get the number one overall pick, but, they're still going to be in a better situation than Cincinnati is, I think. But moving on, though, to Tampa Bay and Oakland or Oakland. Wow, they're, I guess they are open for now. They'll be uh, they'll be Las Vegas, Vegas. <laughs> Las Vegas next year. But Tampa Bay is another obvious one, I think. I mean, Jameis Winston, he's had several years like him and Mariota are similar. Yeah, I mean, him and Mariota are the same class together. They both were huge disappointments overall throughout their tenure but especially Winston Mariota at least had a you know playoff appearance but he threw a touchdown uh, pass to himself <laughs> yeah yeah he's, he's he threw a touchdown pass to himself but I mean it's you got to be disappointed if you're a Jameis Winston fan or like a Florida State fan or a Tampa fan I mean it's just it's not been the career that was envisioned when he got drafted number one overall but if you're Tampa Bay I don't know how you would not move on from him like they, they need to get somebody else for sure. The thing with Winston is he's actually a good quarterback. It's just he throws way too many interceptions. And some of them aren't his fault. The Howard, O.J. Howard one was, if you probably saw it on Twitter, how it like was on his back and stuff. But, like, yeah, like, they this game against Atlanta, he had a great game, but his very first throw was an interception. I mean, it's just too hard to win games when you throw – three plus interceptions almost every game so they're gonna have to move on from him probably in the draft would be my guess well yeah and that's the funny thing about Jameis Winston is that like he'll consistently throw for over 300 yards but at the same time he's throwing like three or four interceptions so it's like you know I mean if you look at his season stats I mean it's 3,400 yards 22 touchdowns to 20 interceptions which is not that not not good (laughs) I mean my guess would be I don't I don't know like all these exact numbers here, but my guess would be that like whoever has the second most interceptions is probably, you know, not even close to that. Like probably by at least five interceptions less than that would be my guess. I mean, that that's a lot of interceptions. Yeah. I mean, but and then Oakland a little bit trickier, but Derek Carr did have it. He had a horrendous game today. I mean, he got benched while playing against the Jets. I mean, that that's bad. I mean, it was not a good day for him and he's one of those quarterbacks too that has a huge contract so I don't know exactly like how easily they can get out of the contract but I am in agreement that he's in this list though because if I'm Oakland I'm finding a way to move on from next year he has not been playing very well these last couple seasons and I don't know they're getting ready to move to a new city like I think they need to get like a new quarterback to get them going for their move and, you know, start with a new face as a new, new city, new face of the franchise. Like they, they need to move on from him. What do you guys think? I'll go ahead first. Uh, It's crazy. Actually, Carr is having a quietly good season this year. Today was awful, but he's having a quietly good season. So I think under most circumstances with most conservative teams, Oh yeah, true. I, I did say go, bad. I guess I yeah. said bad. That was, that was a bad, I mean, it was a bad game today, but the season wise, he's had quietly an okay season. Uh, but the thing is with most conservative teams, 
you wouldn't move on from Carr, but it, it's the Raiders. It's John Gruden. Like people thought they were going to draft a quarterback last year, and I think a lot of rumors were that. Gruden did want to draft a quarterback. He wanted uh, Haskins, I think, last year, Kyler Murray, but they were uh, taking, or I guess it would have been Kyler. He wanted Kyler Murray, but he was obviously couldn't get him. So, yeah, Gruden's always looking to draft a quarterback. I think that's going to be the case. And I think Carr is going to get a shot somewhere else. So it's going to be interesting. But yeah, under these circumstances, I don't think Carr will be starting next year, but I do think he's having a season good enough to where he could be starting somewhere else. Yeah, I agree. I mean, normal circumstances, Derek Carr remains, but we've seen what John Gruden does and what he's willing to do. And the Raiders, just as a whole, like Eric said, with the move, I think they're just ready to move on from Derek Carr. I mean, you know, he's not the answer. They He had that one good year where everybody thought, oh, Derek Carr, like, he's going to be the answer. He's going to be the one to bring the championship back to the Oakland or back to the Raiders. And yeah, that's not happening. So we'll see how that goes and who, like, whether they go after, maybe they try to go after Cam Newton next season. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I think the Raiders still have lots of cap room because most of their players came from draft picks. So and they have a good team. They're in the playoff hunt too. Like <laughs> right, so right. So they're the like, only team in the playoff hunt in this discussion, which is makes yeah. it interesting. Right. So like you know, do they go after Cam Newton or you know somebody like that? I don't know if Andy Dalton would be the answer, but you know, uh, or do they try yeah. to draft? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yeah, Cam Newton's out on the market and maybe could they draft for a quarterback at some point? Maybe get one of those sleeper quarterbacks. I mean, Lamar Jackson was the last pick in the first round and he's looking like an MVP. So if the you know, the Raiders get one of those like mid to late first round picks, if they can find a hidden gem or maybe one of those other quarterbacks from, you know, not like Burrow or Tua, but like, you know, maybe Jake Fromm or one of those other quarterbacks who maybe they don't, there's not a whole lot of hype around, but who knows what could happen. So, yeah. All right, guys. Well, we hit every, all 32 teams in that discussion. Some obviously granted more talk than others, but if your team didn't get talked much about, it's probably a good thing. We'll be coming back with another episode in a couple days. I will actually be taking my first leave of absence on this next episode. I won't be here for the first time. So you're going to hear Connor and Eric and maybe Nate in next uh, the next episode, but I'm sure they're going to do a great job. They're going to do the topics episode. So I'm guessing they'll have one to two topics each. I'm excited to listen to it as like a clutch group sports fan, not being in an episode, not knowing at all what they're saying. Click on that YouTube <laughs> video that they're going to say. So, uh, <laughs> so that's what I look forward to. Uh, but thank you guys for tuning in to this episode. Uh, thank you for all your support you've shown on Twitter, um, in Instagram, everywhere. Subscribing, we really, really appreciate you guys. You guys are part of the family of Clutch Roots Sports. So keep listening, keep liking our stuff, and we'll keep making it for you. All right, guys, take care. Bye. Peace.